Well, welcome again to another podcast, Down to Earth, but Heavenly Minded. And I'm your host, Irvish. And uh, uh, last uh, podcast, we actually started a new study. And we started it in the book of Acts. And uh, we went through the first chapter in lesson one. And uh, I plan on going through the second chapter and. Lesson number two, and uh, I'm going to do the same thing that I did last time. I uh, I actually, uh, uh, let's see here. I had the computer um, audio re- uh, read to us uh, as we went through the, uh, through the uh, text, and then uh, we discussed it afterwards, and I plan on doing the same thing. With that said, let us... Uh, jump in here. I'm going to turn my volume off here. Chapter 2 When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound the multitude came together, and they were bewildered because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished, saying, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in his own native language? Parthians and Medes, and Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians, we hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. And all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others, mocking, said, They are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words. For these people are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. And in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my male servants and female servants in those days I will pour out my Spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood. Before the day of the Lord comes, the great and magnificent day, and it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves know. This Jesus, delivered up according to the definite plan and for knowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. God raised him up, 
loosing the pangs of death because it was not possible for him to be held by it. For David says concerning him, I saw the Lord always before me, for he is at my right hand that I may not be shaken. Therefore my heart was glad and my tongue rejoiced. My flesh also will dwell in hope, for you will not abandon my soul to Hades or let your Holy One see corruption. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will make me full of gladness with your presence. Brothers, I may say to you with confidence about the patriarch David, that he both died and was buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Being therefore a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that he would set one of his descendants on his throne, he foresaw and spoke about the resurrection of the Christ, that he was not abandoned to Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus God raised up, and of that we all are witnesses, being therefore exalted at the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit. He has poured out this that you yourselves are seeing and hearing. For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he himself says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand, until I make your enemies your footstool. Let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart, and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. And with many other words he bore witness and continued to exhort them, saying, Save yourselves from this crooked generation. So those who received his word were baptized and there were added that day about three thousand souls. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number, day by day, those who were being saved. Okay, I had to turn one volume down, another volume up, uh, uh, and uh, now that we've gone through the whole chapter, let's uh, go back to the very beginning again, and uh, let's kind of expound on the scripture here. Of course, last uh, time we got together and we read uh, chapter one, we saw that uh, they had uh, decided to choose another, an apostle and a chose Matthias. And remember what I said? Uh, it was before they had received the Holy Spirit. Now we come to the portion of Scripture where the coming of the Holy Spirit is uh, recorded here. 
and it was on the day of Pentecost that it arrived. And they were all together in one place, it says. And, you know, suddenly uh, there came from heaven the sound of a great uh, rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And uh, there was, like, uh, divided tongues as a fire appeared on them, you know. So you got to kind of picture what was going on here. It, it appeared to be that way. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. This was something that uh, had to be uh, seen to be, you know, believed. Nowadays, we receive the Holy Spirit and we see the workings of the Holy Spirit in our lives, but we we don't see that that coming of the Holy Spirit. We don't see those uh, tongues that are above us. And, uh, and and I believe there's a reason for that. Uh, I believe the, the signs and wonders uh, that we've seen in the early church have kind of dissipated. And uh, I'm not limiting God. I mean, God can still do miracles and so forth, but uh, we got to realize that we're in a different uh, time and uh, as we get near the end of this age, uh, things might start happening again. We don't know. Uh, so I'm not, like I say, I'm not limiting God. Okay, at the sound of the multitude came together, and, you know, they were bewildered because, you know, and hearing them speak in their own languages, you know. Can you imagine all these people from all over the country like, say, for example, the United Nations uh, gathering, and all of a sudden you have a group of people that come in among them, and everybody that is of one tongue all of a sudden starts speaking in all these different languages, and they could understand what they were saying, and also those that were speaking could understand what they were saying. This is a miracle. And this was one of the signs that was given. And somebody said, Are not all these uh, speaking Galilean? And how is it that we hear each in our own native language? So it might have been something really miraculous that they were speaking in one language, but the people heard them in another language. <laughs> it names all the people from all over the place, you know, uh, all over the country. And uh, so anyway, uh, we see this was a miracle that really had, had happened. And uh, they heard them telling in their own tongues the mighty works of God. And all were amazed and perplexed, you know. Now, when we come to Peter's sermon at Pentecost, it doesn't tell us uh, about the languages, but I believe that when Peter spoke, it was the same thing. They could understand them. They truly could. And uh, I believe he was speaking directly to the Jews. But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them, men of Judah, and all who dwell in Jerusalem. So that might have been Jews, but at the same time, there were a lot of people there. Let this be known to you, and give ear to my words. Uh, you know, and he come right out and said, these people aren't drunk, as you suppose. It's only the third hour of the day, which would have been probably, what, 9 o'clock in the morning or something. Well, but this is what they uttered, and it was... Uh, prophesied by the prophet Joel. And I find this kind of interesting because actually what it says is something that's happening right, that was happening right at that very moment. 
But then it also was prophesizing of something future. It says, and the last day. And uh, so right after Christ's ascension, we were in the last days already. And we've been in the last days for 2,000 years. Uh, a thousand years with the Lord is one day, and one day is a thousand years. So uh, really, it's only been a couple days for the Lord since he ascended. We can't quite understand it. You know, we watch these sci-fi movies where people go into time zones. Uh, they, you know, they time travel and they, uh, they're gone just seconds, but they said they were gone for a long time. Well, I'm not trying to bring sci-fi into here, but uh, could be something like that uh, with, with the Lord. We don't know. Remember, he lives in eternity and we live in time. Everything is measured in time, but once we step over into eternity, there is no time. So this could all be happening uh, in a moment for the Lord. Well, it talks about the prophecy, and he will pour out his spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters and young men will see visions, and old men will have dreams. Uh, you know, and all these things were happening. And uh, he poured out his spirit, and they prophesied, and, and they were telling exactly what Joel had said was going to happen. And I will show you wonders in heaven above. They were talking about the signs on the earth below, the blood and fire and the vapor and the smoke. I believe this is all going to be future. The sun shall be turned dark and the moon like blood before the day of the Lord comes. And it's coming. And the great and magnificent day. Wow. Can't wait for that to happen. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Then he goes on and says, Well, men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in the midst of yourself. No, this Jesus delivered up according to the divine um, plan and foreknowledge of God. This was all pre-planned by God that they would crucify him and kill him by the hands of lawlessness. But God raised him. That's a, That's the miracle. God raised him, loosened the, you know, the, the pangs of death uh, because of what uh, was not possible for him to be held by it. So now we come to another prophecy for David said concerning him. David was a prophet also, like Joel. He says, I saw the Lord always before me, where he is at my right hand that I may not be shaken. This is words of David, and it was like God speaking through David, and they were recorded by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, my heart was glad, and my tongue rejoiced. My flesh also will dwell in hope, for you will not abandon my soul in Hades. Now this is David speaking. Or let your Holy One see corruption. David is speaking these words as if Christ was speaking. Can you see that? You have made known to me the paths of life. You will make me uh, full of gladness with your presence. And it's like uh, David speaking, but it was like the Lord himself talking. And then he goes on to say, Brothers, 
I may say to you with confidence about the, you know, the patriarch David, that he uh, both died and was buried, uh, and his tomb is with us to this day. So David couldn't have been referring to himself, being therefore a prophet and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that he would set one of his descendants on the throne. He saw, he foresaw, and spoke about the resurrection of the of Christ. He did. So the resurrection is actually in the Old Testament. David talked about it. That he was not abandoned to Hades. He didn't go in a grave. That's what it's speaking of here. It's not talking about hell. It's talking about a grave. Nor did any flesh seek, nor did his flesh seek corruption. And it didn't. God removed him. Uh, he had a body that would have corrupted if it would have been uh, like our corruption. And I believe that God changed him in a moment, in a, in a twinkle of an eye, he was changed. But we are going to be changed at the last trumpet says. This Jesus God raised up, and of that we will be witnesses. And they, they were witnesses. They are witnesses. Being therefore exalted at the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, so the Holy Spirit sent, was sent down to all the people, the believers that were in that upper room, 120 that were gathered. He had poured out this that you yourself are seeing and hearing. So, for David did not ascend into heaven, but he himself said this, and this is another thing. The Lord said to my Lord, sit here at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Remember when the Lord was still walking, he says, uh, uh, who was uh, David referring to when he says, the Lord said to my Lord, you know, uh, the Jews just didn't understand what Christ was saying when he walked on the earth. They missed the mark. So let the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. Wow, that must really hit home. Now when they heard this, they were cut in their hearts and said to Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Brother, what shall we do? I mean, we, look what we did. What Now what shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You want to receive the Holy Spirit? Then you better believe in Christ. He is the God's Christ. He is the anointed one. He's the Savior of the world. For the promises for you and for your children and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord your, our God calls to himself. And with many other words he bore witness and continued to exhort them, saying, Save yourself from this crooked generation. So those who received his word were baptized, and they were added that day about a thousand souls. Isn't that great? About a thousand people came to know the Lord that very day. And we know that uh, he appeared to many, many people. Uh, he even appeared to 500. But this is really an amazing thing when you we see how many were saved. Now he talks about the fellowship of the believers. 
and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. And that's what we do. We devote ourselves to the apostles' teaching. That's why we're studying the book of Acts and the fellowship, uh, to the breaking of bread and the prayer. These are the things that they practice, and we are to practice the same thing. Do we practice uh, uh, studying the doctrines, the teachings of the apostles? Do we have fellowship with one another? Do we break bread with one another? And do we pray? These are the four things that the, that the early church did, and I believe we have to do the same thing. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. Isn't that great? For all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and their belongings and distributing uh, the proceedings to all. They had to take care of one another. And uh, the early church had to do that. As any had need. Okay, day by day, they, uh, you know, attended the temple together and then the breaking of bread. I believe the breaking of bread was uh, separate from when they went to the temple. Uh, they were witnesses in the temple, but they were fellowshipping in the breaking of bread in their homes. See the difference? Uh, they received their food with glad and generous hearts. Uh, now, praising God and having favor with all people, the Lord added to their numbers day by day those who were being saved. Wow, this is really beautiful stuff, isn't it? It's really great. I, I so enjoy reading this. This brings us to an end of our another podcast. And uh, as we close again, I'm just going to jump to this scene that God is out here. And you can find him in the Bible. In your Bible. And we just found him. We found out who God is. God is Jesus Christ, Son of God. Okay, I'm going to end my podcast. Bye.